From Breaking Bad to Calling Soul, agents led by Son of Call. Oh, Game of Thrones, who's the next to die? House of Cards is full of lies. Supergirl just flew on by. We're chilling, watching Netflix. How much time's gone by? We're talking TV. From suits to supernatural. Talking TV. Blacklist and the Rebels. Sherlock's Big Bang with Orphan Black. True Detective bombed at second crack. The Walking Dead. Arrow and the Flash. DC chat, the long-awaited crossover episode. Long-awaited, my ass. Mitch, ass. Terry. Yeah, and we knew. There you go, man. <laughs> I'm very good. <laughs> Can't wait for my review. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, I can't wait any longer. <laughs> let's just get straight, <laughs> let's get into, straight it, into it. All right. Um, so let's go for Supergirl. Which wasn't really a crossover at all. Again. Again. They screw this up every, every time. Yep. I'm very disappointed well, in the crossover aspect. Did they say that it was going to be a two-part crossover? They just said there was a crossover element coming up. Which... Well, hang on. They didn't say anything to me. You guys were informing <laughs> we <did>. me. Right. <laughs> okay. So it's our fault this time. Well, maybe you guys aren't getting it right. Well, we got it from somewhere that there was a Supergirl Flash crossover, so mm-hmm. I guess we've presumed that they were both... I think you need to manage my expectations a bit <laughs> moving forward. Maybe just say that Supergirl's going to be in Flash. But we didn't know... Well, I didn't know that for sure, did you? I started to pick up about a week, well, even less, a couple of days before the episode premiered, I, I had seen something online that suggested that it was going to be very much like the four-part crossover and that we were going to be introduced to Music Meister at the end of Supergirl and then that would just lead into The Flash and that's exactly what happened. So right. Barry wasn't even in Supergirl, was no. he? No. At all? No. no. His theme music was, but he was nowhere to be seen. Yeah. Okay, so let's talk about Supergirl itself. Right at the start when she started, was on the couch with Monel before mm. they broke up then... Oh, that ever, again. Yeah. <laughs> um, she talked about musicals and I went, oh, I know. no, because I was filming myself. Oh, right? yeah, which you yeah. can check out if you go to our social media pages, Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Just search Get Into Geek and you can see a play-by-play of Ben's reaction. Did you put that up? Yeah, that's up. Hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> so that was when I realised, oh, no, it's going to be a musical. And I'm not a fan of a musical. Same. I've been dreading this for weeks. I'm not a fan of it. I should say I'm not a fan of a musical that is all singing. Mm. Like Les Miserables is a very, very tough watch for me because it's all singing. Well, insane. I'm I'm with you, but I I actually didn't mind that because for me, I don't get musicals. I can't separate the fact that they are singing. Like I have to. I've really tried to train myself the last couple of years that. The, in their world, they're not singing. It's just the way that we're perceiving their dialogue in a way, you know, that it's 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 good if it moves the story forward. Some musicals don't. They're just doing it because it's flashy and colourful. But some movies, the, the, the and musicals, I guess, as well, where they're based, is that the songs and the lyrics actually do help move the plot along, which is something like Les Mis. But for me, that made more sense because everything was sung. So it was like we were in a world where everything was sung. Yeah. That makes more sense to me than being in a world like ours when all of a sudden we start dancing and singing along. Cut to black, boom, we're in another world. It's like, did you guys then stop singing, look at each other and go, 
This is what, awkward. What are we... Like in Austin Powers. Yeah, yeah. The end of the laugh. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. It's like, what happens after that? Yeah. 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 I find you interesting you say about moving along and you find that it's good if it's used in a way that moves the story along. One thing I hate about musicals is when they they repeat the, the chorus or whatever over and over and <laughs> over and over and over <laughs> and over. I hate that aspect about a musical. It, it can actually, for me, it can drag the storyline out too much. Mm. But anyway, we didn't get a musical in Supergirl. What we got was... Uh, some satisfaction for Terry yes, on Monel the Prince. Absolutely. I was right. So for once. Finally. So, <laughs> we'll chalk that one up. Actually, yes. we should listen to the audio, should we not? Have you got that ready? I think he's the prince. I don't think he was the prince's aide. He's the prince. Oh, because people are they're looking for him. That's Yes. And then um in oh. that world they bowed, remember? Let me time mark this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is this a get into geek prediction? Yeah, I think it could be. Yes. So I even wrote that. Monel is the prince. Yes. So that was on the uh, the eighth of Feb. Wow. So uh, yeah, I got one. That's almost like the season's returning, like a week yeah, after yeah. They, they come back. From the you were straight break. into it. So that vision that we saw, that he told Kara, was it the big story? Told a yeah. lot of them. Um, that sequence flashback that we saw was back then was a flashback of his lie. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it was his How version. Interesting. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Because when we really flash back, he was in bed hooked up with some random chick who he just left. Like, <laughs> just I know. Lives there. What about me? So you know. I thought I was good. <laughs> <laughs> See, she must I'm... have been bad. <laughs> <laughs> while I'm, I'm stoked that you made that prediction, Terry. I actually feel for you a little bit that. Um, they, I think they've ruined it. I think they've ruined the surprise in this episode because, as all these shows that do are previously on, they show you what you need to remember from last time because that's all that we're going to focus... You know. And the first thing they said was, like, previously on, and then they show Supergirl talking to her friends about Daxam, saying, oh, the king and queen, they were awful people, and their son, the prince, he was just the worst. Yeah. <laughs> Cut to some other yeah. flashback, and I'm like, why do we need to know that? And yeah. I felt like you and everyone else that might have p- predicted that, Terry, you needed that satisfaction in the dialogue when you find out, not yeah. not to get a, a almost reassurance and then a confirmation later on. I just thought that was, again, with a dumb audience, Yeah, here's a little bit of information so that you're not overwhelmed with the reveal that Monel <laughs> is the prince, mm. you simpletons. Thanks a lot, guys. Yeah. And, of course, Kara cracked the shits. Oh, again. I mean, for the first time, I find. (laughs) Jesus. How did you find Kara in this episode, Terry? Um, One of my notes says, self-righteous bitch is back. (laughs) Um, She is a (laughs) quit. Ding. (laughs) Um, Oh, and when she went, um, noobs. Like, oh, noobs are going to get a Supergirl welcome. She's just oh my god! What is that? Sorry, say again. Well, well okay. So when um, the the prince and uh, sorry the king and queen arrived and they were up, you know, in space wherever the hell they were, she actually said, "Supergirl," when she was in the DEO, that she will give the noobs a Supergirl welcome. Ah, uh, yeah. I thought you're yeah. so stupid. <laughs> you can't stand. I her. really can't. But yeah, just. Self-righteous. I think in this case, to be fair, 
she kind of had a little bit of a point. And if she wasn't such a, what did you call her? Self-righteous? A self-righteous bitch. bitch. <laughs> <laughs> if she hadn't flown off the handle so many times previously, I think maybe we would have felt for her a little bit in this in this case. Because, let's face it, he was a lying sack of shit. He lied, <laughs> but he's still, that doesn't change who he became. And the person that she came to know was still a good person. But just hang because on a second. He... Wasn't he caught in the, what's the thing where they... Uh, Phantom zone. Yeah. Now, I could be wrong, but from his point of view, uh, Daxum explodes, he gets in a ship and takes off. At that point, he's a wanker, right? Yeah. Let's say he's in the <laughs> shuttlecraft for a couple of hours. He gets caught in that, fan- what is it called? Phantom zone. Phantom zone. Phantom zone. He, he's still a wanker, right? And then all of a sudden he gets knocked out. A couple of hours later he lands on Earth and Kara discovers him. That's a hell of a transformation for someone to take over the course of a couple of hours. You would assume that he's a liar. He's just playing, oh, geez, I better play the good guy because Mm. I'm surrounded by all these good guys. I wouldn't Mm. trust him either. And you're right. And the fact that, well, I guess this is like an outside of show thing, but just he went from the good guy, but then he became like an inept idiot. He was so goofy yes. all the time, but that's that's a side issue. But yeah, you're right. I, I completely bought in to why she was pissed. Maybe some of the dialogue from the writers was a bit awful, and they could have done with a once over again. But um, <laughs> I think, yeah, I, I completely buy it. Just this crap anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to the writers. Um, yeah, no, I, I understand. Um, yeah, sack of shit. I think is a, is a good way to good way to put it. Yeah, Benjamin. <laughs> Okay. Especially when you think that they're together now and he's, you got to guess, had plenty of opportunities. Exactly. You know, I mean, this isn't like a 24 or a Netflix where, you know, each episode follows on the one before it pretty directly. You get the feeling watching these shows, they're working in real time in the sense that this episode picked... And they often refer to in the dialogue too. They go, oh, last week when this happened, right? Mm. Or even when there's been nothing happened for six months because they've been on a mid-season break. Mm. or a, Between them, you know, having sex and then the next episode starting or them getting lovey-dovey and then they're going on a holiday together or something. There's been arguably a week where nothing monumental has happened except for her maybe stopping at, you know, a cafe robbery or something like that. Like, they're not dealing with planetary threats that is going to take the focus off him maybe sharing his secrets. If they've got her. time to sit on the couch and watch a bloody musical. Exactly, yeah. I mean, you've got time to do anything else except yeah. watch musicals. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Thankfully, like you've been teasing toward uh, through the last couple of episodes, Terry, it was really good to see... Terry Hatcher in this and then even Kevin Sorbo he actually got more to do I feel than yeah. Terry. Like Terry Hatcher had sort of more key scenes with Kara but Kevin Sorbo had more dialogue and you know he wasn't overacting or anything like that whereas I think you could if you, you got thrown into this show in such a when I say big role like he's this planetary king like he's just getting around being Kevin Sorbo mm. but I'm like that's cool because you're Hercules from the 95, man. I used to yeah. love watching your show oh, when I was a kid, you know. Same. So, Ben, missing it, out, man. Go back and watch some of the legendary journeys. Was you're it welcome. him or <laughs> um, or Terry Hatcher? One of them said um, they wanted to make Dax some great again. I thought that was hilarious. Oh, yes. One of them said, I can't remember which one, but I'd, I wrote that down because I was like... That certainly you. automatically paints them dig. in a bad light, doesn't yeah. it? Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. In the lead up to that, I actually thought it was a, ni- a nice little action scene that we haven't seen for quite a while where she actually flew up to the ship and was, you know, 
eye blasting it and then they're firing off missiles and shit and there's there's force fields over the ship and she's getting thrown you know across the city and it's been ages since we've seen a superman supergirl-esque level fight or battle happen well i think for the last few weeks we've mentioned that supergirl hasn't really been a part of any of the main uh, fights and fights or anything yeah. she's been not there mm. which terry's been happy about that's why we've that's why we've noticed <laughs> before we we move on and off off this episode into the uh, the musical the abyss we have, <laughs> the abyss we have to talk about paul win I really oh, I felt for Wynn in this so episode. Lyra was, well, she wasn't... She was bad. She was, but she was. Like, she's not bad, bad. She's not evil. but And she was only doing it because she had to, because the, the, the bad, bad guy had her brother. Sure, and sure. I just love that it was still the Starry was. Night painting. For me, that just, for me, it probably isn't in reality, but for me, that was a Doctor Who, like, oh, my God, it's Starry Night. But anyway. There was an episode of Doctor Who where Staring they, blankly they went to, um, they visited Vincent Van Gogh. Of course and they the did. Starry Night painting happened, you know. Anyway, I'll shut up. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, the fight scene with the bad guys at the, it was like a warehouse or a factory. When was, they set the trap. Yes. Yeah. Was that in a, a glass making factory or something? No, I'm just imagining bad guys like, where are we going to set up shop? It's like, Somewhere where it's going to get really dramatic if there's a rescue on. We want to we want to make this good for anyone who might be watching. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's just break through lots of a lot of breakable glass panels because they had her in the cell right at the DEO. Yes, and they set the trap, but they did that thing where they thought we thought as the audience thought one thing, but they yeah. actually had something else underway. Yeah, which I thought was excellent. It was a great plan. It was a great moment in Supergirl, and <laughs> once again, my note suggests. No Supergirl in the entire plan. (laughs) (laughs) She's off having a tanty with her in-laws. Yes. One thing I did want to touch on before we get to that end scene that really is like the, you know, prologue to the musical. Did anyone else notice in the real flashback of how Monel got off Daxum? Yeah. The guy that his aide killed to steal the ship, did you notice the emblem? The symbol, the patch on his arm. Yeah, yeah, he was from Krypton. He was, he was from, from Krypton, Krypton because right? yeah. the 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 spaceship that he used is a Kryptonian spaceship. That's why they had that confusion at the start when they yes. found him. Yeah, yeah, right. But the thing is, it, it it was the House of L. Like every house has their own symbol on Krypton. Yeah, like that S symbol is the House of L. Like, what are the chances? Does that mean anything? What are we going to find out in the next couple of episodes? Of all the starships and all the galaxy like that could have travelled from Krypton to land outside the Prince of Daxum's house and for the Prince of Daxum to steal and then to therefore and coincidentally I guess in the end land in front of Kara Zor-El was stolen by a guy wearing the House of El emblem. That's detail yeah. put in there and I've I got to think that it's got to mean something. I, I took it as... The prince is living at the castle, the leader of the entire um, Daxum planet, yep. right? So he's hanging out, banging chicks in yeah. the in the palace. <laughs> right? That's the case. Oliver Queen. And that's pretty average-looking bedroom for the prince of an entire planet. Well, I thought it was pretty good. It was good. It was a good bed in a pretty like a, a room, not even the size of this booth that we're recording in. Bedroom is only as good as a chick you're banging. <laughs> right? I just took it as Krypton's flying apart. Shit, we better go and tell Daxum out of courtesy. So they flew over with a representative 
landed there and said, hey, shit's about to get real, that's when the warning bells went off and then they ran outside and said, well, screw it, we're going to take the the guy who brought the news. Now, if the guy who brought the news was from a powerful family in Krypton, well, then that would make sense if they... Kara's family. That's the way I took it. As yeah, okay. They were the ones delivering the news that yeah. shit's about to get real. Even though the planets hated each other. Like, would they? I guess yeah, in, th- in that moment, the real quote unquote humanity comes out in them. So, yeah, okay, fair enough. That's right. That's I what would... I took. But you, your, yeah. your point is equally as valid. I yeah. think that would be, a f- your point is far better. I hope something does happen in the future where we, we figure out some convoluted plot where something was going on yeah they're like they've got connections 20 years before they met yeah. sort of in, they're in actually, a way yeah. they're actually related Ooh, they're cousins no. it's Luke Another and Leia cousin. they're brother and well, sister we've already touched on that at the early, at the early stages of this season where the, the greatest sexual chemistry between two characters in this show was Superman and Supergirl <laughs> and that's weird but we covered that in episode one and two. We've uh, moved on. <laughs> the end of this episode, like, it was, what, a minute and a half long, and I had so many issues with it because was they that... were just trying to birth the crossover. Yes. Yeah. You know, like, you've got... Well, hang on. Before that, though, mon sent his family away. Well, that's, yeah. Which yeah. I thought was a good moment for him. Yeah. yeah. Which I don't believe because, as I said earlier... He's really only had a couple of hours before he arrived there to become mm. good yeah. and completely change his character. Yeah. But sure, in that moment, he was good. The Monel that yes. we've always known yeah. would do what he did. Yeah. But you're right. He's only been that version of himself for ni- for 1% of his life or something. Exactly. Like yeah. yeah. So because I hate on Supergirl so much, I've got a question for you guys. If your wives were having a conversation with you both and said to you that you were special... How would you respond to that? What do you mean you're special? Just, you know, you're special. I get told ben, that every night. you're so special. Mm, all the time. <laughs> all would you say time. I know, though? Would you reply with I know? Han oh, Solo right. would. Yeah, but that's oh, Han yeah. Solo. That's different. Just the, in the, the conversation where Monel was telling her, you know, and she, he actually said to her, you're special, and she replied with I know. And I just, my response Oh, yeah, to that she's was, cringeworthy. Oh, she's, it was so rubbish. I mean... Oh, it was near the end. <laughs> no, yeah. I, d- I do know that it was during that conversation, which for me that was all about how like weepy he was, and Kara, I've, ch- I've changed, and I get it. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, dude, I don't want her to go out with you now. I don't care how selfless you're being, how much you're going to go and tell your mum and your dad and your entire future existence of your planet to get effed. You right now have lost me in 20 seconds with how puppy dog mopey you're being. F*** off. <laughs> Honestly, man up a second. You're the prince of a of a planet. You're asking for this 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 god's permission to be with her. Don't come at it all like, oh, do you, do you want me? If you don't want me, that's fine. But I totally want you. Should we? No, no. You come in there. They're the confidence, boy. No, lost me. Lost yeah. me in that scene. So when he's like, you're special. She's like, yeah, I know. And you've been a dick about it. And I don't deserve that crap. So I didn't mind that line because I was already pissed off you're at him. You're pissed off with him. Yeah. I'm just always pissed off with her. <laughs> All right, so you want to go into the end? Just the end. Like, you know, she comes down and Wynn very conveniently goes, oh, here, I've just made this international, yeah, uh, interdimensional planetary defence. Oh, you know, Cisco who will be in the next episode, episode. tomorrow. Easter egg. Yes. Um, but then <laughs> old um, John Jones comes in and goes, all right, people, we've got a bad guy coming through here. We've got a bad guy. Just be on alert. We've got a bad guy coming in here. And I'm like, when have you ever done that before? Yeah. When have you ever done that before? <laughs> 
And then we all look over and it's this guy being like wielded by two guys just holding his arm. Like it'd be different if he come Hannibal Lexus style or he's in some kind of like case with a yeah. little window through it. It's like, shit, this guy's he's obviously important enough to get a big welcome. But no, 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 my, like John John just comes out. Everybody stop what you're doing. We've got a very mediocre villain about to walk through here <laughs> that's about to do something very important. And yeah. stupid. Right? Crap anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm guessing that the only reason that they've arrested him... Okay, now I'm going to purely speak on this episode, all right? I know we're going to learn a few answers to the problems I have right now in Flash, but this is... The, so really, I shouldn't have too much of a problem, but I kind of feel like the only reason they've arrested him is that he's done some pretty bad shit anyway, some pretty meta, some pretty alien sort of shit. To have done that, for the DEO to be the ones dealing with it, they've got to know that he's got some supernatural or alien abilities. They've got to know what those supernatural or alien abilities are. And for me, the fact that the first power he used was this little eye-twirly thing to put her into a trance or into her own brain dimension dream sequence thing I'm like if for me at the time I was like if that's what you know he does why is he not wearing some kind of glasses or you know goggle contraption some hood over his head like they wheeled him in and then gave him every opportunity to speak to everybody in the room and unleash his only superpower that we know that he's got say it Ben say it waiting for it say it Shit out. <laughs> <laughs> so, and then it led to like him going, I've got to go meet with the uh, fastest man alive. Opens up the, 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 the portal and then throws the device back in at, to them. It's like, here's a way you can come and chase me by. Yep. On the surface of just Supergirl. Yes. Yeah, shit house. But we know why he did it now, which we'll get to in a moment. <sighs> yeah, okay. I guess, though, if you're only watching Supergirl, you're an idiot. (laughs) (laughs) Terry can attest to that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) If you're watching one of these four shows, she doesn't want it to be Supergirl. Uh -uh. Yeah, it it doesn't make much sense. But it does because you are watching all of them. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, they could have set it up better. Of course, they could do you know, all their crossovers better. No, I know, but just that, the, the introduction of that, like, why why does he throw the device back? Why can't even someone attack him? Why can't Monel come down and punch him? He drops it and jumps through trying to escape. That's more believable because it's like, why would this guy who, again, we only know needed that device to open up a portal into the next world, why didn't he take that device with him? Surely he's not going to, he's, he's doing it on a one-way trip. Why would he? Again... We find out the answers in episode yeah. two, but it's yeah. just like, if you're pissed off enough already at episode one, why are you going to watch episode two? Well, well why did we watch episode two? So we shall can we talk about episode let's two? Let's get in. Can we? Because yeah, so okay. I haven't written much at all. Obviously, it started off. It was Barry and Iris, and one of them, I think, it was Barry. Everything is better in song, which obviously set that. Episode yeah. up straight away. Now, Terry, I would, can you just try not to swear so much? <laughs> I, I'm just letting you know, I do have a couple of swear words here. I didn't write much. I just wrote musical is f- awful, f***ing awful, awful. And that's <laughs> all I have to say about that episode. So you'd like to move on to Legends? Yeah. <laughs> I'm out. All right. Well, I fast this forwarded then. the songs. It was just horrible. Okay. Over now, Ben, you did you get all the way through? Did you watch it from start to finish without hitting the fast forward? Because you were the, 
Who watched it first? I want to say that Ben did. Actually, I think Ben did. I think you watched it first, then Terry, and you told me that neither of you had watched from start to finish without skipping some stuff. No, I didn't mention anything. Okay. Uh, I, no, so you I... did make it all the way through. You listened to every lyric and watched every dance number and everything. Yeah. Okay, good. Really? No, I did too. I oh just, yeah, Terry didn't. Terry no. fast-forwarded the songs and stuff. So I, I just wanted to know <laughs> if I was alone or whether we were on an even playing field. And that's that's No, that's no, we're, we're, we're definitely on an even playing field. Mitchell, please yeah. tell me what you thought then, since um, Terry was so... <laughs> Riveting. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to swear as much, and probably I'll just speak a little bit longer. But yeah, I guess when it opens up, and I did watch them back to back. These ones, I didn't, uh, I, I didn't do it live every night. As I said, Terry had already watched both episodes before I watched even Supergirl. So I get that immediate answer that the music meister, as we come to know him later on, he's pretty fast too. You know, he's got to build it. He's he whatever he did to Barry, he was able to sort out Barry Wally. You know, like he's he's fast. It's like okay, this guy just doesn't put people to sleep. And then hope for the best, you know. So, well, he doesn't he steal their abilities? I they said that at one point. Yeah, so, but when he he didn't steal Wally's ability, but he he Wally went to stop him from doing whatever he was doing, and he like grabbed Wally by the throat, or he hit Wally, or whatever he did, he counteracted Wally's super speed. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, this guy's fast. This is fine. I can now believe more about him being this great threat. Based uh, you know, on top of what I already learned in Supergirl, it's it's much better than that. I can I can accept the fact that he is evenly matched with a Flash, whether it's Kid or not. Yeah. I'm okay. I can, uh, that's a good kicking off point for this episode. The musical side of things. Now, I mean, one one question that we need to ask ourselves, probably after, but even at the start, if these two actors, being Grant Gustin and Melissa Benoist, I don't know how to properly pronounce her name, but Supergirl and Flash, both were on Glee. I don't know if they shared screen time on Glee, but they, they both. Yeah, they were both on Glee, I didn't and so know was that. Music Meister. That's the question. I only saw the first episode of the first season of Glee. Yeah. After that, I thought yeah, it I sucked. Tapped out and, too. Yeah. yeah, but these guys you hate musicals and you watch Glee. But see, Glee at the start it had Glee, a story. Honestly, the first season of Glee <laughs> musicals is, never have stories. There's no, not I a did. single musical actually, that exists that for has me a story. though. Musicals when they. When they start singing, it is very much about being, look how showy and flashy and great this is. We're, we're singing yeah. in a musical. Glee, for me, yeah, for the first season, and maybe even just the first half of the first season, it used song and dance to take the piss out of song and dance. And that's what I liked about it. Because it was very punchy comedy when they were just speaking to each other. And then they would use song and dance to become a musical show by taking the piss out of musicals. Either way, we can talk about Glee on another podcast, sure. Um, that'll never happen. But if these guys, the no main two, let alone Music Meister, if, if, if The Flash and Supergirl weren't on Glee together, are we getting this episode? I'm going to say no. I know plenty of other shows do musical episodes for the last 20, did. 30, 40 years. Yeah, Buffy. Or if or Matt or. Ibsen, who is listening to this, would have been in here to record, he'd go, Buffy did it! And they did it so much that's, better. Well, they did it so was, much better than DC and, and Belanti, who sucks. All oh, this shit sucks. Shut up, Maddie. That's, that's Maddie coming Buffy through, right? Well. But that's what I was referring to when I was saying to you, other shows do it. Yeah. And I wanted to say Buffy, but yeah. yeah. Listening back to I've... that, I'm so surprised that you, you went through every genre of everything except, <laughs> except musical. for musical. Because why would that? And so porn. I, I realised I didn't mention porn oh, either. No. Okay. <laughs> CW. It's probably not. Well, let, let that aside. Soft porn. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I don't think we're getting this episode if these two weren't in Glee together or not. It's because yeah. these guys can sing, hey, let's do this. Supergirl is one thing. This episode of The Flash 
if you don't watch this, if you are like you wanted to be Terry... And your husband, did he end up watching it or not? He was on the couch, but it was on his tablet. Right, so very much like he wanted to be. Now, what he set out to be was not watch this. If you watch The Flash, binge it in six months' time, and you miss out on episode 16 or whatever this is. 17. 17. You're not missing anything, really, except for the last minute or two, which we'll get to. You don't miss out on any storyline. This was there purely to be like an epilogue to Supergirl, which itself only ended as its prologue to The Flash. Like, it was just there to show off, look, we've got guys that can sing, let's prove it. And to that, I want to know what you think, Ben. Being an audio engineer master that you are, (laughs) you're watching this. For me, the ADR just wasn't... it, It matched up, but it had that gloss on the audio that it doesn't, in a way... Bear with me. The sound doesn't look like they're singing it yeah, on it was camera, right? It's all obviously done after. Yeah. I get that. But like a lot of ADR work anyway, or ADR by definition, they do it after they film it. But you're watching a show. The Flash probably does it. 60% of the show might be ADR. It doesn't look like ADR. It feels like it matches the room. It matches the settings they're in. I felt every time they open their mouth to start singing a song in this show, it... It could have just as well been other singers that they've brought in, which then renders the whole idea of making these two with a background of singing and dancing in other television shows completely useless because it didn't it didn't look like they were singing these songs. I believe they were. I, I believe no, quite, absolutely they were. And the way they would do it is they would sing the song. Yeah, live on the day. Yeah. No, no, no. Oh. They would sing the song. Yeah. And then mouth well to it. in advance. Yeah. Yeah. Record and then it. when they're shooting the scene, yeah. this someone would push play and they would. Yeah. Hear Which the song I hate. In. But that's I, what I, mean. I would actually prefer if they just sang it. That would take so much Miss. time. Do Miss. that. Yeah. But oh, I don't know. To, I know. I know. I want to know to what level they did. Yeah. But they made them do it to the effort as if they were in a theatre. And you again, if either of you have not seen it. You watch that. You, it does feel very much like you're watching a live performance. Like you yeah. can feel that shit. Like Anne Hathaway for me won the Oscar for one scene in that show because you're feeling everything she's doing in that. Yeah. For me though, I just lost. I just lost any feel that these guys were singing those songs. I know they were because I know that they can sing. Otherwise, they wouldn't have been on Glee. Like they can act. They they're pretty and they can <laughs> sing. So therefore, they're going to be on Glee. But I just. It didn't feel like it didn't look like they were singing. For the those budget songs. of the show, I had no problem with the way that it it was shot or it came across as a musical. Yeah, I I I get what you're saying, especially at the end when are they trying to release a single with that that original? Is that an original oh. song? It was an original oh. song. I yeah. fast forwarded that too. That could though. be very interesting if they were because they went to quite a lot of effort to for Barry to sing a song that yes. was an original. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I thought, did I miss anything? Of, by is that, that available on iTunes right now? <laughs> <laughs> so that one in particular, definitely, there was a big switch in the in the sound quality of his voice. So that was the only one that really kind of jarred for me. Like I always went, oh, that's a bit rough in the transition. But mm. again, I just went, you know, for the budget of the show, as you guys put it, a filler episode as well. Yes. I, I didn't have a problem with the quality of it. Oh, I, I think the production value look of it all, it was, it was all great. I even liked the idea of it being this old 1930s gangster, a V-gangster sort of storyline. And, and JB you know, was in it. JB's in it, you know, and then you've got uh, uh, Joe and, um, and and Gray, like they're a yep. couple, which is kind of like, that was you got a problem with it? No, I've got a problem with it. You guys are dangerous as hell. Hell no. Like all that was fun. All those guys can obviously sing as well, especially bloody Joe. Jesse or Martin could do friggin' anything. And awesome. JB. And JB, obviously. All these guys, it's just like, look at all these guys. 
do you, do you realize, guys? In four shows, we've got all these guys that can sing. Let's do a musical episode. Like yeah. that's why it existed, which sort of sucks. And Sorta. that's like you okay, yeah, <laughs> sure. But to the end point of, of that, before I get onto the actual only important storyline element of this episode, was that Music Meister, which Flash referred to him as once, which is obviously his basis in the comics or whatever, he wasn't just a musical bad guy. Like he had other other abilities, and then it wasn't just that that was his meta power. We kind of get the feeling that he is. Like the the uh, Mister Mixelpick or whatever his name was, fifth dimensional character that was in Supergirl a while ago. Like he just phased in and out of their minds, and then at the end he just left. He left to, uh, Arrow, the, the the Flash building, you know, uh, Star Labs, and was like, anyway, I've got other people to teach a lesson to. He wasn't even a bad guy. So this story, if it's if he's not a musical bad guy, and it's all in their heads, what's going on? He said that he goes, I didn't make this a musical. You guys have made it a musical. This is your heads, right? This is your minds, the way that you're operating. You just have to go along with what your brain has created to get out of here. He's not a musical guy. He didn't create the musical atmosphere. Why is this a musical? Other than the fact that they've got eight people in a cast. And what's maestro then? If it, well, if Flash called him. him. I, I don't mind that so much because Flash referred to him as that when they did think that he was a music bad guy, for lack of a better term. I thought he gave them the ability to be able to sing to a certain degree within the Same. illusion. Because otherwise, Supergirl is standing there on the stage going, like, oh my how do I know the words to this song mm. yeah. that I've randomly got to sing because this is the character that I'm playing? Yes. I thought it was injected by him. So did I. But if what you're saying is correct, then that element of the story makes no sense. The fact that all the other characters that are in there playing another character can sing fine yeah. because they're illusions. <laughs> Cisco is fun. I mean, he's just, I'm going to make it this guy. I'm going to make it. I'm going to be on the stage one day and I'm going to show the world. And like he did crack out a number at one stage. And I was like, yeah, it's Cisco. He's a bit of fun. But um, I fast forwarded that. <laughs> <laughs> but for me, the only important part of this story was the fact that Barry and Iris get back together at the end. And, and then and also Cara. for Supergirl, yeah. it, it, it made them get back together in the end. So I started because I wasn't pissed off and angry watching this episode. I was just like, it was like I was disappointed. It's like, hey, I commend you for trying a musical episode. I just, it, maybe try harder next time or something. No, right? please just don't do it ever again. <laughs> well, okay, maybe don't do a musical episode, <laughs> but if you're going to really go outside the box, maybe make it an animated like Ben was really worried it was going to be. Maybe make it a CW soft porn. I don't know. But it, I started to worry. I'm like, hang on. Did we sort of like phase out the Barry and Iris love story over the last two or three episodes just to have them get back together again in the musical? Because they, they, they know they're doing a musical 10 or 12 weeks ago, our time. So they're still writing episodes from four, five, six episodes ago, let alone now. Do they write toward it so that he threw song and dance in his own head and memories of his mother come up with a pretty good argument and then to sing a song to get Iris back that was where I was like I can deal with a musical that you've given me so far but when he's just like got you on my mind I don't know what he's actually singing Maybe but he sings to her like it. he puts on his iPod and I'm like are you did it is it just an instrumental are you mouthing the words to that or are you actually singing I don't get it but it's a musical so I don't get anything I don't know I started to really worry it's like are they just sort of peppering in this breakup element of their, of their love story in both shows, just to have it pay off and then get back together at the end of this, because really, had you not have seen 
you know, this episode of of this partic- of one particular series, you skip this week because you didn't want to watch musical. You go back and watch it next week. It's like, oh, they got back together. It's oh, that's that's weird. Okay, <laughs> like especially Supergirl. Her love story got problem got resolved in the Flash. And I know, like you said, they should be watching them all. That's what they're trying to make us do. But oh, I don't know. Shit. Legends, Terry. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> My favorite. <laughs> John Barrowman had a busy week. Yeah. He had a busy week. Do you realise you guys haven't asked me what I thought of this yet? <coughs> oh, shit, haven't we? Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, no, I just sat back and listened to you oh, two. I'm so you look around. I'm like, what I have I done wrong? Much. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Benjamin. Paddle, paddle I'm just sitting here patiently waiting to be asked. Benjamin, how? what did you <clears> think <throat> of the musical episode of The Flash? Five stars. Bullshit! Wow. You are a liar. I am absolutely not lying. Oh, what? You know, I good boy. You did. Are you ready not. for this? I king loved it. <laughs> you did not. I did. What? My stereo could not go any louder. Are you serious? Admittedly, I'd had a couple to drink. <laughs> yeah. Just a couple though, just to sort of take the edge off ahead of, of the, uh, you know, how awful I thought it was going to be. And it was. It was awesome. Would you like my notes? Yes. Yeah. In order. Yeah. I feel like I should have known this was coming because just telling you my notes. And again, I didn't. Terry hated it. I didn't hate it, but had several problems with it. But just the way that you were counteracting my points, I'm like, oh, it's it's yeah, it's got his. Weird that he's going to agree with me eventually, but he's sort of like. Watch really... it when you're sober, Ben. <laughs> watch it when you're sober. I want to watch it again. Oh my god. I I okay. So yeah. this is my notes. My in opinion order. of you has just dropped. <laughs> Wow, it was already Sunk pretty low. Like a stone. Okay, so the first one that I wrote, the first thing I wrote down was Terry will be happy if Supergirl is asleep the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> if her contribution to this is just sleeping. laying there, sleeping yep. beauty. <laughs> but of course, no, she wasn't. No. Um, and then I wrote down, wow, she can sing. Malcolm, win! Cisco! <laughs> they all can sing! <laughs> and that's it, it escalated in capitals as that all went through. <laughs> I was into it. It was wow. so good. And I love Wynn's voice. Whoever plays his character, and if indeed he was the singer, wow, that was I don't, great. I, don't I thought it was really, really, really good. I thought it was excellent. Oh my god! <laughs> Just little things throughout it. I liked the. Uh, I liked that there are other characters in there, and I wondered whether the fact that Gray was in there. I remember he sang at NASA in the nineteen yes. seventies. Yeah. Yes. I wonder whether that now was a little a clue Probably, to the like fact that he is going to be in the mu- yeah yes. in the musical. Did anybody pick up that whoever Merlin was playing in there, the gangster, his son's name was Tommy? Yeah. Yes. Like, so the, even the fake son's name was Tommy? Yeah. That was interesting, I yes. thought. Um, I didn't like the tap dancing scene. That's the only bit for me that was a bit oh, a bit corny. Don't remember that because I fast-forwarded it. You would have fast-forwarded <laughs> it. Though, that said, they both looked really good at tap dancing. If you like tap dancing, they look. It yeah. looked. Oh, they're insanely great. talented. That's. It's almost like that's another level of why this episode pissed me off. It's like, come on, guys. Pick two good things you're good at, not three. I didn't end up minding the tap dancing bit, and Terry, you wouldn't know this, but it actually was a bit funny what they were saying. I 
laughed a few. I'd had a few drinks, but I laughed a couple of times <laughs> out loud. So I thought, oh well, tap dancing's a bit. I'm not really into tap dancing, but sure, it was funny. I I really bloody liked it. Oh my god! I thought the music, arra- musical arrangements were great. Sounded great. They Certainly did at eleven, really which is liked. what I had it cranked to at my, oh my house. God. <laughs> Your poor neighbours. Oh yeah. <laughs> poor neighbours. His poor pregnant wife. That's <laughs> it. <laughs> Sarah loved it as well. Really? She, yeah. She thought that was. Hang on. I did have a few to drink. Maybe. Yeah. She said it was the best ever. I think. No. I'll have to confirm that for yeah, next week. Yeah, confirm, because I'm calling horse shit on that. Same. No, I think she really loved it. She, oh, she she said she loved one of them, at least, anyway. I'm well, it sure it was, was that. Yeah, it probably wasn't Supergirl, because she doesn't watch it anyway, so... I thought it was great. Oh, shit. I'm not even I'm upset stunned. that you feel that way at all. I think Matt Gibson has never hated you more. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, I think Terry's on top of the hate right about now. <laughs> But yeah, no, I'm 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 glad that you did because I that's I hate coming in here and especially if we're negative about something, I don't like us all being negative about the same thing because then it it feels like we've come in here and pre-rehearsed negativity, hate negativity-filled yes. rant, and here we are. And by God, you had not said one word about that, and that no. was that was as genuine as what it might have sounded. And and like I was saying before, it's the musicals I don't like where they're all singing. Or they repeat the chorus over and over again. It's a spoonful of sugar. And I do like Mary Poppins, by the way. Because, I mean, I grew up and I saw Me Mary too. Poppins, of course. Everyone likes Mary Poppins. And The Wizard of Oz, great. But <clears throat> And The Sound of Music. And but it's good. the repetitiveness of... of, of it's, it's like, yeah, cool, great, catchy song, awesome, I get it. Let's give us the verse, chorus, verse, chorus and out. <laughs> Not the ten choruses in a row with a key change. I just don't... I don't like that bit of it mm. in musicals. But in the way that, and I was only having a chat to another Ben just before about Star Trek, and he said, as long as you can buy into a story that's semi-believable, it was a story about going back in time to the 1800s or something in, in Star Trek, which I won't, for people that haven't seen it 20 or 30 years ago, <laughs> I won't spoil it. Um, Bruce Willis is a ghost. The... the <laughs> They can throw something at you and go, well, okay, here's a scenario, and I can go, all right, I can believe that. Now take me on the journey. Mm. The music master, is that what he's called, music master? Yeah. 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 He was that tool. He was that instrument to make me believe that, it. okay, it's in their mind, and in, in their mind, it, they're a musical. Mm. Fine. I'm, I'm in for the journey. And it was done very well. The songs were great. I'm shocked as shit at how well Wynn sang mm-hmm. it was that was just <laughs> awesome i want to listen to it i am going to watch it again sober i think for me the the meister did redeem himself from a lot of issues that i had at the end of supergirl and throughout this episode of the flash i liked that it wasn't just another bad guy and that was his power it was like oh he's a good guy but he's doing kind of dickish things and his abilities did sort of pay off things you know from the bit from supergirl where he gets handcuffed and, and wheeled in. It's like, why haven't you got a mask over his face to hide his eyes? Well, he might have done some other real alien meta shit to get arrested. He doesn't need the communicator, the little teleporter, to get to one di- from one dimension to the other. He wanted to show them that he did, but the fact that he chucked it back in, it was sort of for their benefit to get to uh, Team Flash. Yeah. So... Five stars. <sighs> Five stars. <laughs> Shall we move on to Legends, Please. Terry? 
please do. Okay. <laughs> I can't believe how long you guys talked about that <laughs> shit. I honestly thought it was going to be the shortest thing we do. Five stars. <laughs> Five stars. Okay, so once again, I saw Wentworth Miller's name in yes. the bloody credits. I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> joking. And then they did the, the flashbacky bit and I went, oh, maybe that's what they mean. Maybe they're just, I'm like, no, nah, they probably wouldn't credit him for a flashback scene. So I went, oh, shit, he's going to be in it. And there he was. Yes. How was the reveal that he was actually real? Yeah, he's from the, they took him from the past. And Q Mitchell's disgust. Yes. No, no, I don't. I don't think so. Well, hang on. I've written here. Mitch isn't going to be happy if they got snart before he joined. That means he would never go to actually join, and therefore it'd erase everything. I know, but you've given up. (laughs) You've actually given up at the point. It's almost like I've given up. Yeah, because. If this was the first time they'd done it, if this was the first time they'd done it this season, if this was the first time they'd done it <laughs> since the mid-season premiere, I might be upset, but it's not. It happens maybe once a week. At <laughs> at, at worst, or at best, I guess, it happens once every two weeks. I love, just... I love the bit where they uh, we go, whoa, 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 pump the brakes. We can't go back to the birth of Christ. There's some things we just can't do. <laughs> How convenient. How convenient that on a show like this, you're not going to dive into religion. I mean... Very, very convenient. You're playing it safe with your audience, but it's like we can't go back to that. We can go back to the dinosaurs and Mm. potentially, like, wipe out our existence as a species. We can can mess with that. Nobody mess with Christ. (laughs) But don't mess with him. And so shit. But please, Terry, (laughs) enlighten us as to how good this episode was. I wrote, great episode. (laughs) (laughs) Do you not see any of this? No. Hey, look, it's just all... (laughs) It's all rainbows and unicorns. I I love it because it takes the piss out of itself. Wow. Totally (laughs) takes the piss. I d- out of itself. I don't think they are. I'm with you, Mitch. I I thought for a start maybe they were, but now I'm just, they are just idiots. They <laughs> well, are yeah, they idiots. are. They, and I think they even said that, the legendary idiots. Someone called, referred to them as that. It was either Thon or one of those guys, one of the Legion of Doom. Yeah. Called them they the got in and, and they are. got the parts of the spear from his... Uh, the vanishing point. Yes. They got that. That was actually well executed by them. I thought, oh, wow, finally they They did something right. They did something right, which made me think and only dawned on me while I was watching the show. When we watch a superhero show, for the most part, if it's Supergirl or Flash or Arrow or anything else, usually the main characters, the superheroes, win. Mm. These guys just continually stuff things up. (laughs) And I wonder whether that's what irks me the most, that I'm watching this show that I should love. It's all about time travel, superheroes. It's great on the surface, but they just each week... They suck. They suck. (laughs) And we just... I'm tearing my hair out every week, and I wonder whether it's because I want them to win. I want them to be that fluffy. Well, they will eventually. That's what happens. And the show will end. The last episode, (laughs) they'll win, and then something else will, you know, happen. Because of them, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of being the legends of tomorrow, I want them to be the legends of now. 
It's as if tomorrow never comes with these guys. When are you going to be legends? <laughs> yeah. If you asked me individually as an episode, you presented this to me, I'd have a problem with it. But as a whole, legends is just like, yeah, whatever. I was pissed off during the episode, but wow, the, the ending was quite good. The way that it all came together and the fact, ignoring the time travel rule with Snart, which let's face it, they do, so why not? <laughs> it was a good twist that he was real mm. and has lured Mick back. Yes. Has he lured Mick back or is Mick playing a long game here? Why oh, are you guys looking? Don't look at me. <laughs> well, you like the show. Do, do you know what? I just think that he's conflicted because they have kind of been assholes to him. Yeah. Um, so when he saw Snart and realised that he was real, I actually think maybe for a moment he actually feels that there is somebody who genuinely appreciates him and, you yeah. know. Yeah. I thought when he had the spear, this is just something that I think still could happen and it would really mess up the <laughs> timeline, but they could, with the Spear of Destiny, just change Snart to be the Snart that sacrificed himself. Yeah, the, the nice Snart. And then Why did they back. put the spear back together? Why did they? Because the whole point of breaking it apart was so that it couldn't be put back together easily and then change um, reality. Why did they? Put I it don't back think together? they were expecting it to actually go back together. They just wanted all the pieces so that the other people couldn't have the pieces and put it back together. But once it was put back together, then they were like, "Oh shit! What do we do now?" Yeah, mm. I Which thought that was a Rip bit... should have known. Yeah, that there was because going he's to the one that started this whole... Well, he was the one that broke it in, in the first yeah, place. Yeah, exactly. But how did he break it? Mm. I guess you can break it, but you can't destroy it. Or maybe, no, because it, it, it resisted the everything. So yeah. how did how did he break it in the first place? That's a good Again, question. Again, that's a very good question. <laughs> I just ignore it. The th- okay, the thing about this, and I know you guys have laughed at me, you know, with respect to the, um, of the George Lucas episode. And what do we get here? A J.R.R. Tolkien yes. episode. Yes. Now, for me, I think this one had more references, both spoken and sort of subtle visual ones. A fellowship, if you will. Yeah. <laughs> to the Lord of the Rings trilogy or whatever. So there was de- there was more of them than there was in the Star Wars, the George Lucas one. But for me, they made them fit the story more mm. than the George Lucas one. I think they, in a way, got uh, love maybe them or hate them for it. from that episode. Yeah, maybe, because I think they got a, a little bit carried away with the fact it's like, oh, we can have a bit of fun here with something that's the biggest the biggest pop culture thing ever, Star Wars, right? We can, we can immerse ourselves into the creation of Star Wars or at least rescuing Star Wars. Whereas here it was Tolkien, but it, it was... I don't know, they just made it fit better to the point where I think that you didn't have to have Tolkien in this episode... And it could have been exactly the same story and we would have just walked away going, well, that was trying to be Lord of the Rings or that was a Lord of the Rings version of Legends of Tomorrow. Whereas you take George Lucas out of the George Lucas episode, that that episode cannot be what it was. Mm. So it's not me, Matty Gibson, if you're listening. This isn't me picking Lord of the Rings over Star Wars. But yeah, I think this one definitely worked better than what the George Lucas one was. I just wanted to raise it just in case because I know that I've had plenty to say against the George Lucas episode in the last couple of weeks. Did he write the books before he went to war? Because he was meant to die in that on the battlefield, right? They said he dies. Gideon said, I think he dies on the battlefield. And I wonder whether it was before there's this, the there's war. There's this thing that's called the internet. 
Whoa! That- sorry, Terry. <laughs> wow. I mean, we're just having a friendly couple of you know, couple of blokes having a conversation. Let's just. Uh... Lord of the Rings. Let me see what I can find for you. (laughs) Holy moly. Well, for anyone who just knows the Lord of the Rings from the films, The Hobbit came second, but it is a prequel. And he did write and publish The Hobbit, actually, I think a long time before Lord of the Rings was published as as a novel, as as a book. You might be able to tell me, Ben, because you're on the, the internet. internet. Well, I'm trying here. I'm trying to... Uh... Yeah, this is live research. It's a bit tough. <laughs> so, no, no. He died in 1973. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, I think they were definitely... They were trying to do the same thing as what they did with George Lucas, that they've come in and put him on a path that he's picked up, like, you know, the fellowship line and, you know, there's an artifact that cannot be destroyed by any human weapons and those sort of things. So that was all fun because I... Unabashedly adore the Lord of the Rings films. You're welcome, Maddie. Um, <laughs> 1937 for The Hobbit. That it was published. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I didn't know it was that early. And that's, that's, that's pretty. Oh, you know, that's, that's and pre- 1954 for The Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Wow. Wow, Terry. I'm glad you uh, pushed us to look that up. Who'd <laughs> 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 have thought? <laughs> so, um, yeah, great, great ending. Yep. Shit house episode. Anyway. <laughs> it was nuts. Uh, anything else to add before we move on to Arrow? Nope. Arrow. Uh, Terry. Yes. Do you know, Would I you actually like go... really enjoyed this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Ben's just falling off his chair. <laughs> He's in such shock. Are you all right? I think we should just quit while we're ahead. Let's get our scores and Do you want on. a blanket? Do you want a blanket? <laughs> Seriously. I don't believe it. Yes. Okay, so... And I like that Malcolm was in... So he's been in all three of the four episodes. (laughs) He was like, all three of the shows that I care about. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm happy. Well, and the only reason she cares about Arrow is because he's in it. Yes. (laughs) And he's from Doctor Who. So my first notes are in capital. It says, Dolph and Malcolm. (laughs) (laughs) My first note... The Brutford Blood Oath. Unsanitary. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, come on, guys. It's modern day here. We're really doing, like, cutting ourselves and sharing blood with yeah. a lot of people. That's the type of thing where you want to go first, isn't oh it? Oh, my God, yes. I'll go first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, not very sanitary. But for me, it was all torture and flashbacks. The most yeah. probably flashback-heavy episode ever, I want to say. Like, yeah. I've it got was a prediction. Mostly got a Russia. Prediction. I I actually wrote. Don't take my prediction. Oh, look, I love Dolph Lundgren. <laughs> I love him, but I needed subtitles for that guy. Could not understand <laughs> half of what he was saying in that episode. Right. Am yeah. I the only one that couldn't understand him? No, I could. I, no, I could understand him. <laughs> I mean, I could understand him, but I I sympathise with you for that. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, your prediction. I think that Done. Prometheus answers to Dolph. Oh. It's a two-part prediction. Because <laughs> first of all, I thought maybe, and this is before the episode even started, I've been thinking about it, maybe the DA, what's his name? Adrian. Adrian. Chase. Yes. Maybe he isn't Prometheus. But he... Maybe Dolph is actually the Prometheus that's been doing all the bad stuff. Mm. And then you've got Adrian who works for him. I think I've lost you guys. No, I'm just thinking two points. 
The first one being the reveal. Like, he fought Vigilante and won. Adrian did, as Prometheus. And I don't think anyone's fighting hand-to-hand with Vigilante. Like, we haven't seen... We don't even know who the hell Vigilante is. Like, Arrow hasn't fought Vigilante hand-to-hand and won. It's like Vigilante's, like, done something and run off or they've escaped because he wants to kill them. So, like, you're not winning that fight very easily. And then also when they went to rescue Oliver's girlfriend and he was standing... He had the whole fight with his mask off and he was holding his own against Oliver. I'm not saying he can't... Obviously, he can fight, but he still beat Oliver. And he was trained by what's-her-face. Sure. I'm not saying he's not good. I'm just wondering if he... Is a puppet. Is a puppet for, like, um, the other show, Flash. Oh, with, with Savitar. Alchemy and Savitar. Yeah. Right. Whether it's a um, Prometheus and Dolph situation. And in that case, has there been... Not necessarily that he wasn't Prometheus, more so is there more than one Prometheus? Is Dolph a Prometheus as well? I don't mm-hmm. know. I don't know. I just think I felt that that episode, the way that it wrapped up, and we're skipping right to the end now, how Malcolm said, Oh, I don't know who he is, but I wouldn't want to be him when Dolph, whatever his name, Constantine, catches up with him. Mm. I just think Prometheus maybe is working for Constantine, and the whole thing is to get. Oliver back for what he did to Constantine back in back in Russia. Otherwise, why would they set it up like that? Something too that I actually started to think about in this episode was that I, I've never been fully invested in Adrian Chase or at least Prometheus before we knew it was him and his story that his father was that guy on the roof. You know, he was whatever businessman that the that the arrow, the or you know, the vigilante back five years ago, killed. Mm. Even through that whole warehouse setup, where he had dead bodies in the place of his father's men, and then there was you know he in place of his father on the rooftop in front of that pool. Like everything that gave Oliver flashbacks to one of his first sort of missions once he got back to uh, to Starling City. I was never fully. I still not. I'm still not fully convinced that. I'm sure that happened. That is a story. Obviously, obviously, Oliver's remembering it, but I don't know whether Prometheus and, and Adrian Chase and his mind games is using that story against Oliver because he can, and that maybe oh, could we find out that Dolph is Adrian Chase's father? He's taking retribution for his father, but he wants to save the real identity of his father somewhere down the, the line. Now we're an episode into them having found out who he is, and he's held him, you know, prisoner for for most of this episode. So surely he would have revealed it by by now, but I'm still not convinced that we know the full story of of Prometheus and who he is and why he's doing what he is doing, and that Dolph is only going to be, and maybe this is where it all stems from, that Dolph is only going to be this flashback villain. Really, he's only been in what three episodes so far, mm. and he's only going to what got room to be in four, five, six episodes for the whole season. I want to say there's more to Dolph and I want to say there's more to Adrian Chase and why he became Prometheus. Yeah. Maybe they're showing a lot of the Dolph things because however Oliver eventually, presumably, takes down Dolph is how he will end up taking down Adrian. Because that's also what they They like to do, do, yeah. I know Adrian did a, a Dexter. I don't know if you guys ever watched Dexter. I never did. Here watch she goes Dexter, again. It's, it's been a good couple of weeks. But. <laughs> so no, no, no. Like because he had Oliver as prisoner, and he had all the pictures up 
of all of his, all the people that Oliver had taken out. Is that a Dexter That's thing? That's a Dexter thing. So before Dexter, you know, does his kill, he only kills bad people, but he puts up all of the bad person's victims. Right, okay. Before he, yes. So yeah. it was very Dexterish. It was very dark. Yeah. Mm. And gritty. It was, it was quite full on. Yes. In the credits, and I read the director, and it's uh, Kevin... Tancheron, Tancheron, however you pronounce his name. Now he's he's dabbled in, I think, at least Arrow and Flash, maybe one of the other two. Uh, or no, actually no, it's Agents of Shield that he's done, and he's a very good action director for these TV shows. So whenever I see his name pop up at the start of the episode, I go, okay, this is going to be a much more action scene based episode, and the action is going to be quite well directed because that's what this guy's very good at. And at the end of this episode. I guess I'm thinking more about the present day stuff because the flashback for me somehow sits differently in my brain while there was a lot of action there. They filmed that five years ago. Yeah, exactly. That's that's (laughs) what I mean. It's like that is really, they've got that from the archives. This was an episode, A Battle of the Minds. Like It was just those two sitting in a room and I, I started to think, is Chase trying to get out of Oliver? Even when he said it to him at the end of last episode, does he want Oliver to get to a point where he just says, yeah, I wanted to kill. See, I didn't think he was going to say... I thought he was going to say, I'm a monster. Oh, right. I thought he was going to say, I failed this city. Oh, (laughs) Oh, that would have been a nice little circle of life thing. But the thing is, the way I think, I'm like, I'm too dumb to think of what's actually going to happen. So it was not that big of a reveal, if you can call it that, when he said, I enjoyed it, I do it because I want to. I'm like, oh, that's where I thought you were going to go. And that's not as satisfying to me because I never guess because I'm not smart enough to to, to work this stuff out. But um, I I like that mind game and, and it was playing more to Chase being this really messed up guy. Like he's just saying to Oliver the whole time, just tell me, just tell, just say it to me and I'll let you go. He's like, I, I don't actually know what you want me to say. He goes, well, you do. And when you finally decide to tell me, then I'll let you go. And I'm like, dude, he... You want him to say you want him to know something that he hasn't figured out it's yet. It's like, like a woman's argument. <laughs> <laughs> I'm allowed to say that. I mean, you are allowed to say that. Neither Ben nor I have ever said anything bad against any female character or real female on this podcast. And you doing it, it's like it's it's fine. I'm glad. I'm glad. It's okay. <laughs> Yeah. Well, speaking of female characters, Artemis is oh super bad. Yes. Finally back. And what a like I don't really like. I didn't like her as part of Team Arrow, but wow, she's a good character as a bad person. I was. Did you guys expect that she was going to do the switcheroo? Like I mean, he pulled her hair and everything. I actually thought that was all. Who is she? I don't Mm. know. Who is she? She's got to be more than just. Okay, so. Tara, you'll be happy with this. <laughs> I hope there's more to her story. I hope there's more to Chase's story. I hope there's a big tie-in with Dolph and the Russian thing. Because if there isn't, it is going to go down as one of the weakest storylines since last season. (laughs) Why did he let him go? There's so many questions and I've got no answers yet. So it's, it's... Frustrating me. Mm. He, I I just think he he's trying to break him. Well, I mean, and he the, has and that, broken and, him. Well, that's yeah, exactly. At the end, of, he said he's shutting it down. So that's and I think that was what he wanted to do. He just wants to really, really f- with him, and he mm. has. Yeah. Because what does he do now? 
Like, what does Oliver do now? Does he just become 100% mayor? Or does he step down from that? Yeah, or does he does he confess to everybody? This yeah. is another question I had. In the previous episode, did the mayor get taken or did Oliver get taken? Oliver sorry, or did the, or did the yeah. green arrow? Sorry, oh. or did the green arrow get taken? A uh, green arrow. Okay, so if he's been gone six days, yeah, and the mayor's where's been... the mayor been? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I guess maybe we'll find out next week. Yeah, and it's you know we we, we talk about it a lot when we do our uh, our movie chats, and and it definitely applies to a lot of TV as well, but. I, I feel like those sort of situations can be fixed up unless they are going to pay off massively in the next episode. So save most of the criticism um, for when they do or don't do that. But it could be saved by one line of dialogue. Was, was Quentin in this episode? I imagine he was... In, um, no. There was no one in the episode. Have someone no. talk to Quentin on the phone. You don't even have to see Quentin. Have Dick or have someone, have anyone, just as, uh, even as Oliver walks back in at the end of the episode, have... Preface that by someone being on the phone saying, "Yeah, I know you, you you can't keep this charade up any longer," or something that you know. Quentin, as deputy mayor, is out there telling that he's he's the acting mayor at the moment because Oliver's off doing something. Yeah, you know, yeah. just one line of dialogue. But again, they haven't mentioned a thing, which could point to them maybe making it a thing next week. He's the last straw. That's it. Your administration was under threat two weeks ago. Nave disappeared for six days. What the hell's going on? You've been mayor for six months. Like this, this shit isn't good enough, you know. So mm. hopefully they'll it'll it'll pay off. And as you guys said last week, no Talia this week. No. Mm. So I really hope that and they there don't was just no ignore fear again. <laughs> How many episodes has she been gone. in now? <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, yeah. I, I think the Talia thing goes back to what you just uh, suggested before: is that or asked. Why did Prometheus let Oliver go, and so, and why did Talia feel so comfortable letting Prometheus do all the punishing and, and the torturing? She left last episode going, just just make sure he hurts. Oh, that's always been the plan. It's like if you hate him so much, stick around, maybe, mm, and at least watch. Yeah, yeah. something. Mm, yeah, so I something I really hope it's, it's missing something. Yeah, because it's been a, good, a like, big I, piece missing. I know you've had problems, Terry, but really, when you think about last last season, just pitter patted along the whole time. Had a shitty climax. The whole season was a write-off. This season has shown a lot of promise, and lately it's getting to be a massive build-up. So you're right, Ben, when you say that they've really got to pay this off. Otherwise, it has the the chance, the, the threat of becoming as well remembered as what season four was, for completely different reasons. Mm. Yeah, I will be very. Unhappy, and I don't get me wrong. I like the fact that it's so twisted because it is at the moment. I, well, it is for me at least. Anyway, I'm watching it, and I don't know which way's up. And to think, not to go back, and I'm not having a go at you when I when I say this, but you think that if 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 an audience is watching all of these shows, two nights ago they're watching Supergirl and The Flash without their powers, singing and dancing on a stage, (laughs) and then now you've got Arrow getting the shit kicked out of him chained to a floor by a bad guy who then does the unbad guy thing and lets him go. Let's him go. Because Not before that burning going, his tat off. Yeah, burning his tat off because that hurts more. And you're like, what kind of shared universe am I watching? Like when 48 hours on TV, 72 here in Australia for some stupid reason, but <laughs> that's the shared universe you're watching? And again, yeah. not to anger Maddie, but like when you look at another very successful shared universe of Marvel films, really, they're all similarly toned. 
Yeah. Whether you are watching, you know, an Iron Man film or a Captain America Winter Soldier or something, they you can go in there and you know what you're going to get. It's all safely. You, you, you're sort of sitting in that mid-range mark. It's not too fluffy. It's not too dark. Whereas Flash, whoo, cheese puffs and fluff and all kinds of happy, sugary goodness and rainbows, this... You know, it's it's deep dark alley, bruised and battered shit. Like it's it it's was so different. it was rugged to watch. Yeah, but again, I like the flashbacks. So for me, I just that episode was fantastic because yeah. it was basically just all flashbacks littered with a bit of torture. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately, oh, unfortunately, terrific had to uh, come in at the end. <sighs> anyway. Anyway, all right. Shall we move on to our scores? Scores. Uh, sure. Terry, would you like to go first? Yes. Okay, tell me. Arrow. Fall off your chair again, Ben. It's happening. <laughs> what? what? You're not giving that Arrow the top marks. I am. Oh. <laughs> this is a moment. <laughs> this is a massive moment. Okay. I know. That's why I've said it the way I did, so you could savor that moment. <sighs> Okay. Uh, yeah. What's next? Legends. Oh. <laughs> and all that good work's been undone. No, but you you knew that because Legends was better than Supergirl, and Supergirl was by Christ better than Flash. So Arrow, Legends, Supergirl, Flash. Are you laughing at Arrow, me? Arrow, <laughs> Legends, Supergirl, and Flash. I'm only laughing because I can see his face a lot easier than you can. It's uh, it's priceless. <laughs> Okay, Mitchell. Um, yep. Uh, can you just copy and paste Terry's? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I tell you what. No. I watched yes. the I watched the musical crossover and then I started watching Legends and I was about 5 minutes in and I'm like, I think I can start doing a draft of my scores. And so <laughs> actually I think I started doing it in Flash. Or I, I wrote Supergirl Flash. As soon as Flash was just pissing me off and I realized it wasn't going anywhere and everything that you had me rant on about half an hour ago. I had Supergirl Flash and then Legend starts. I put Legends above Supergirl and then Flash and I will put... I just love the type of episode that Arrow was. It was and, dark um, and gritty and bloody. So you so Arrow's first. Yes. yes. And then you're going to put Legends. Yeah. Again, if this it Legends... It made no sense. But it was better than Supergirl. Oh, That's the point. I wouldn't say it didn't make any sense. Like, they're contradicting themselves, but they do that anyway. It's just like That's sit back. Thing. This is a type of show, These some of these shows, all of these shows, if you're Matty Gibson, I sit back and switch <laughs> your brain off anyway. Legends is like, take your brain that you watch these four shows with, sit back and switch that off and watch Legends. So the fact that they're contradicting themselves, I'm, I'm, I'm so used to it now. Okay. Look, n- ordinarily... <laughs> I would be ecstatic <laughs> that Arrow is up the top. But I can't get past the fact that you guys are putting Flash down the bottom. Because it was shit. <laughs> I have done my absolute best here with the scorecard to elevate Flash as best I can. Oh, Christ. Did you put it at number one? Flash five is star. at the top. <laughs> That's like actually going five stars. It is. If, if we were doing stars, it'd be five stars. <laughs> Alas, we're not. So four marks out of four shows. It's, it goes to the top for me. God. Followed by Arrow. Followed by... It's coming, Derek. I know. Listen to it. <laughs> you, can, you can hear it brewing. 
Legends. <laughs> oh, I did not see that coming. <laughs> and Supergirl last. Yay. Well, you know what? I say that, <laughs> but I didn't actually mind Supergirl. So I'm changing my score. No! No, only because I told of the you weird story. Brewing. <laughs> it just be- took a little bit longer in the oven. <laughs> <laughs> only because I was just, as I ta- I did my scores at the start of this, and then as I was talking about how good the bit was with Wynn and the plan and all the rest of it, and Supergirl wasn't a part of it, <laughs> it was better than Legend. So, yeah, I'm changing my scores up. Let's just... Uh, now, mind you, if you haven't, again, if we, we, we said it at the start of the episode, if you haven't went and watched Ben's reaction to discovering this was a musical. As he was watching it, he didn't read anything about it. It was as he was watching it. You said, I think I quote, if it's a musical, I think I'm out. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And now it's like your favourite. I should clear this up. I don't really like musicals at all, ever. So I was genuinely concerned going into this. Mm. Please watch it sober. (laughs) (laughs) You might change your hey, mind. Please watch it drunk. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was fantastic. Anyway, whatever. Oh shit, I should have been careful doing that. I almost pushed Flash out of the spot that it had. So it goes Arrow, then Legends, then Flash. Then Supergirl. I can work with I that, Terry. I can work yeah. with that. As long as <laughs> Legends is still in the second spot, I'm happy with that. Suck it. <laughs> Arrow's on top, though, for once, so yeah. <laughs> that's good, too. Okay, so uh, next week, what do we have except for Oof, no musicals? Four. No crossovers? No crossovers, nope. no musicals. Okay, and all, all four, four are back. Okay, the second last episode of Legends. Legends of Tomorrow. And how many episodes of Supergirl? Is it a full season or do they do a shortened one as well? Oh, I never, I haven't checked. All right, well, come back with that information. There's this little thing, Terry, called, called the, the internet. internet. No. <laughs> well, I don't have my phone in here with me, whereas okay. you are sitting in front of a computer. I am. Mitchell, Several. get into geek. Give yes. us the rundown. What's happening? What's happening at the moment? Uh, it's been a, uh, been a been a good month, actually. We had uh, Power Rangers, so we got our uh, our full spoilers and non spoilers review of Power Rangers. If you look, if you're an old school fan and you've shown a little bit of doubt with this modern adaptation live action, stop shaking your head, Terry. <laughs> Go and honestly give it give it a look because we've got Maddie Gibson who we continually give a plug to. If, if you can call it a plug, sometimes it's paying him out on on this show. No one's more nervous. And going in with bottom level expectations, I think is how he likes to describe it, with old school franchises that he loves, like X Men and like Power Rangers, than he. And he went into this and he actually liked it. And we all pretty much liked it. And thank God we did because we were dressed like Power Rangers. We came back here. Maddie brought all of his memorabilia. We went into another room in this building and did its morphin' time on video. You can check that out on our channels as well. It was the geekiest night I think we've ever had here at Getting the Geek. Like it was neck. Level Ben, even you're shaking your head, going, "This is this might be too much." And Maddie has a crack at the Belanti verse. Oh <laughs> my! Look, that's up for you guys Seriously. to have a chat. We also uh, spoke to uh, Dacre Montgomery, the Red Ranger. It was a pre-release chat. You can uh, go and check that out. And um, also our reviews with Event Cinemas in the house. They're uh, in the house. Cult Film Classics Festival this season. Some wonderful films. Our last film was Fight Club. Next up is E.T. Uh, oh. The one after that, they've got RoboCop 
and Flash Gordon as this beautiful double feature happening on the 28th of April. So hit up eventcinemas.com.au. Get your tickets for uh, any and all of their screenings coming up. You can check out our reviews of the movies as they come about. Uh, simply uh, get into Geek on iTunes and SoundCloud where all of our podcasts are. Uh, check us out on socials, Facebook, Twitter and Instagram if you just want to drop us a line. Get into geek at gmail.com. Well, that's a lot of stuff, mate. <laughs> I mean, are we okay? Are we all right? I feel like we're all a bit, you know, we've debated a lot. I won't say we've argued, but we've debated. Yeah, I think we're going to have to just take a week and uh, come back, hopefully, more on the same page. The musical has divided us. <laughs> <laughs> Get into geek.com.